Welcome to Terminal News, the only podcast where we talk about all video game news, nothing but video game news, and probably some tangents. So let's get to it. Welcome to the second installment of Terminal News, also known as episode three of season two of the podcast. Um, but yeah, that we're, we're we're one week deep into season two of the podcast, where we are doing this new format, where this episode is all the news, and the next episode will be the regular po- podcast. Um, so you can find us on lga.gg you'll find all of our episodes there you can find a link to our discord or you can type in chat.lga.gg to join the discord and hang out with us also you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter so you can uh, check us out there follow us see all the stuff we post we're most active on twitter that's kind of our bread and butter and if you want to review us you can find us on apple and and uh, podchaser we're both two good places to review us. Please give us some reviews and share the show with your friends. That would be most appreciated. But we are going to dive right into the news here. So the first big thing we have on the docket, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting delayed. Oh, you wanted to open with that delay, even oh, though yeah. that was the second delay that happened? That's the second. Well, we're, we're working backwards. <laughs> I guess we are. Uh, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed till September September 17th, uh, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. I didn't check that date, but yeah. anyway, it yeah got delayed, uh, which is, I think, good. Um, it's it's for the best, uh, and actually to be expected. A lot of big name games are getting delayed, uh, which actually is good because it's freeing up some of that spring to be a, a more healthier game spread. I think. Yeah, I I I have faith in the. Uh CD Projekt Red, I mean, The Witcher 3 got delayed how many times? Look how good that turned out. And like they, they said in their statement that the game is finished and playable, but they need the, the extra months to really play test through it and work out all the kinks to make sure that the game is in perfect condition on release. Um, and I really trust them to make sure that they put out a really polished product. Uh, product. Yeah, I mean, I feel at the worst, this will be a uh, better uh, Deus Ex, and at the best, it will be a mind-blowing Deus Ex. <laughs> so, so good either way. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this game. This is actually more in my wheelhouse than uh, Witcher, which I haven't played Witcher, and I know that's like a sin. But I haven't either. I mean, I, 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 I kind of want to now that I've seen the movie, which I also I well the show, the, but yeah, the, the show. <laughs> and and actually, I saw a an article from I think PC Gamer today on Twitter where they it was. It was an article written for me. It was like, here's where to start out in The Witcher if you're just now getting into it after watching the series. I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> a lot of people say to start at two, yeah. which I think is a good jumping off point, but it, for ease of use, you might as well just jump into three. Yeah, that's what I've, I've heard that too. Um, it's start, like, start at two. 
I know two is a good game and all. Um, one is definitely rough, but from like all I've seen, once again, I haven't. I, Just I, from age. <laughs> I've played. A, I've seen a lot of play of one. I've played a little bit of two, and then I've played a little bit of three. But yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I think if you're going to dive in, you might as well dive in in three. And then if you like three enough, you might as well go back and play the other two. Um, maybe, maybe do three, two, one. <laughs> do the backwards. And then, yeah, maybe, uh, and then if you really want to go like balls deep on this, you could do the books, but I don't know. Um, Orbit, uh, the book publisher is actually, uh, publishing more, uh, of the books of the Witcher books and they look pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, they're re they're printing a lot more. This was in in the news, but yeah, they're printing a lot more because the demand for the books has skyrocketed because of the TV series. Yeah, uh, which is like obviously that's the closer pairing is the books and the TV series because they're more one in one, where yeah. the games take place after the books and are considered by the whatever that that the author's name is uh, to not be canon because it's all like <laughs> post books. It's all fan fiction in his. Eyes. Yeah. Which is really kind of funny because um, Henry Cavill very much plays the video game. Yeah, um, he, he, he based his game. performance off the yeah. Witcher 3 performance. So it was really funny listening to Giant Bomb today when they're they're talking. They, they started off the podcast essentially like, hey, do you hear Henry Cavill plays video games? <laughs> yeah, he he's a big PC gamer and very big PC advocate. Yeah. Uh, well, because it was even funny, though I like he posted his game time for Witcher three, and yeah. I know a lot of people were like, "Whoa, he put so many hours!" This is like two hundred hours, which I mean, it, I'm not saying that's not substantial, but I'm like, I, I know it's people with amount. a lot higher game times than that. Yeah. So, but he played the game. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny because I guess there was like an interview where he was might have been like, I don't know, like a Jimmy Fallon or whatever interview, and they were like, "Hey, so are you like a like a Xbox or uh, a PlayStation?" He was like, "Ah, oh, I'm a PC gamer." Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, in in his defense, like I, I actually think if if you make as much money as somebody like that, it's easy to be a PC gamer. You can and actually buy the more, most badass PC. Well, I mean, you, you could have a badass laptop, and I know you're there traveling a lot because like on different shoots. So I'm like, he, it'd be yeah. a lot easier in his case to be a PC gamer. And uh, speaking on that, we can just uh, skip ahead to some other news. So. Sony, uh, as we know, Death Stranding is coming to PC, mm -hmm. but some other games are coming to PC, and it sounds like more games in the future will be coming to PC. But Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. I, I, I know the one everybody's like, they're going to announce Bloodborne next, <laughs> um, which may be. I, I mean, who knows? I, I honestly think it's not a bad move. Um, I think I think it only serves as a boon to them to put their games on PC and have them more accessible. I wouldn't think you would want to go the xbox route necessarily and put everything because then it does devalue the box yeah. itself but, but i think having a lot of the following the ones, they're definitely following the xbox model a little bit yeah i i think doing uh some of the core ones or once again i, I think even a staggered release would be fine too yeah like a stepped release because then it'll be like oh if you want to play like the premiere experience like the, like well not i guess the premiere but you want to play like the opening like when a day one experience you play on the console, like you, you shell out the money for the console. But then if you want to play like maybe a year later, uh, which may have like kind of a game of the year experience where it's like, here's a complete edition with all the DLC and all that shit. Uh, you, and you can play on PC in like 4K gajillion frames a second. That Be my guess. Like that, I only see that as a boon for both the console and PC community. Yeah, totally. I agree with that 100%. Um, I, I'm a the one thing I 
wanted to skip back to the cyberpunk thing here real quick because something else that was also included with this is kind of a downside but uh cd project red confirmed that they will be asking their employees to work extra long hours to make sure that the game is complete and, and ready to go um in five months yeah i saw a lot of people on twitter tweeting saying like i would let the game be delayed even longer if it meant there was no crunch yeah uh which i mean yeah is true but i i think also like like once again i i am like definitely against crunch but if i feel true art in a way or true like anything really worth having like if you have passionate enough people and they really want to work on this thing and they want to put in the extra time yeah let them do it like because i think that means you have something good on your hands but like if they're not once again if if they're like forcing people to crunch or creating a culture that is like cultivating crunch and that's just the normal I, i'm against that yeah and crunch has ruined a lot of projects but i mean if if you're just like have these people and they go home and they're just like i just keep thinking about working on this game and i just want to work on it and get it out of the way I Let feel like that's probably it. a lot of what is happening at CD Projekt Red, as opposed to other groups which are just churning out games, game after game every year. And like the basically, basically the crunch is just because they're trying to put out a massive amount of content every year. Well, and there's the no Witcher passion. Like, there's yeah. definitely passion behind totally. all the Witcher projects and like cyberpunk. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on there. I just, oh man, I, I, part of me is also hoping that they're going to take this time to actually put some real synth wave music in it because real real let down by the, the the soundtrack choices they've made already <laughs> see, see and i also just also want to clarify because i i just remembered i have seen people say like oh people are or companies are u- utilizing the word passion to like defend crunch and all that and once again it, i'm solely just saying on a personal basis like if they really yeah. want to like get this thing done and like I, i'm one of those people like, and I know, I think you're one of those people too, Justin, where I'm like, when I get something on my brain and then it's like all I can focus on and it's just like, yeah. like, I can't sleep. I can't like, like, it's all I want to do. Uh, and yeah. those people should be enabled to, once again, as long as they're being compensated for it and all that, I, I think that's okay. Um, it does suck that they made it sound like it's almost like <laughs> forced yeah. uh, labor, which I'm sure it. I'm sure in some ways it's not. And I know like, once again, it, this does create a culture of crunch where like, Oh, so-and-so is like putting in extra hours. Like, why aren't you putting in extra yeah. hours? And that can be super fucking shitty. Um, so as long as everybody, like if you want to spend your weekends at home, spend your weekends at fucking home. Crunch culture is not good, but uh, yeah, if someone wants to work on that, then I think then they should be allowed to. I mean, I mean, work I is an the- escape for some people. Yeah, and I hear that the same thing happens with like the um, Rockstar games, where people like people kind of take aim at them for their crunch a lot too. And I've heard even Giant Bomb talk about the same thing, where the amount of hours like they they put in just starting up their company, um, and the amount of hours that they they would just be working all the time, where it's just like, yeah, I'd put in like eighty hours a week just to just because. I mean, it's the trying yeah, to get mean- this thing in. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know at Rockstar, they've come under fire for a lot of their shitty work practices, like aside from even just crunch, but their crunch was like ridiculously bad. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I don't know, in some ways to defend it too, though. Like I said, in some ways to make something that big and grandiose, it takes a lot of man hours, like period. Yeah. Um, And I'm not using that to defend crunch. I'm just saying like, you can't play those things and, and not 
in some way expect that there was a lot of man hours behind it. Like yeah. you don't look at something like Witcher size or even like just any game that's that scale or that polished or looks that fidelity and not see the uh, immense amount of work that went into something that big. Yeah. And that like how many studios does Rockstar have? I think five. Yeah. And all five of them worked on Grand Theft Auto five. Well, on uh, or Red no, Dead. it was Red Dead. That was what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, like yeah all I of pulled them, them all for Red Dead. Like, yeah, they every single one of them worked on Red Dead, which to me is like, how do you coordinate that? Which, which, speaking of, I my my brother who was in town recently, he was like, we, we were just talking about 2020 before we rolled over into 2020, and he was like, oh, there's gonna be a new Grand Theft Auto in 2020. I was like, there is not gonna be a new Grand Theft Auto in 2020. He was like, it's been like 10 years since the last one. I was like, yeah, you got Red Dead. They're still adding. You got yeah. fucking Red Dead, dude. They're still adding content to the. GTA Online. I, I think at the very least, maybe towards the end of the year, we will see the like a smidgen of a Grand Theft Auto 6. We'll get like what they did but, when, when they when they, anou- they originally an- announced Grand Theft Auto 5. It was basically just like a logo. Like what- Yeah, I, I'm like, I, I expect Grand Theft Auto 6 to be like a uh, 2021 at the earliest because I know, we know it's been in the works. Uh, like e- even yeah. during Red Dead time, it, it's been in the works. But I mean, it... Grand Theft Auto is like their premier series. So. I almost expect them to put out multiplayer first. No, I don't think so. Really? Because no. I mean, like multiplayer was like re- kept the game going because I mean, they put out. Yeah, but I, I think they I think because the, how they're doing Red Dead as well. Oh, yeah, I, I think just right. rolling yeah. things slowly. I mean, that's what worked out for them to create longevity. Just, for Yeah, the game. I guess that that is true that they went long with it. And that really worked out for them because I mean. I remember when Grand Theft Auto V first came out and there was like the single player, but then they launched the multiplayer and it was like a mess. I think it's smarter to just stay the course of uh, like a lot of these games that are releasing Cyberpunk included in this conversation because they're releasing its multiplayer post game launch. I think focusing on the core like game part of the game, the single player component is that's what you need to do. Like focus on that and build that to be the best possible game it can be and then do multiplayer and post so you can focus efforts on that and have the people who are good at that working on that. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. I, and I was going to, I was going to circle back to cyberpunk with that again too, because they're, they're saying don't expect cyberpunk, uh, 2077 multiplayer until after 2022. So Which, like, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't even want multiplayer. Yeah. In it, but I mean, that's not what that's I was looking for. my opinion. That's not what I was looking for in a game developed by CD project red. They've never made a multiplayer game before. So, like, they don't have really that pedigree, but I'm willing to try it, but I'm glad that they're doing it post-launch so that they can focus on the full-featured single-player thing because I feel like in recent years, a lot of single-player content has, like, tremendously suffered for the sake of putting out a multiplayer mode because everybody wants multiplayer. Everything has to have multiplayer. I think I talked a little bit about this before, but Gears uh, 5 is a little bit like that, where I'm like, I would have been fine if they had released the, like, or maybe more, not to say the campaign's bad in any way. I actually love the campaign. You just want more of it. But I wish, yeah, I wish there was maybe more, and then once again, I would have been fine if they had released the campaign and maybe just the simple multiplayer mode and then in post maybe added horde mode and like the, the escape mode and all that like i would be fine with that is like yeah. it kind of having a longer tail in yeah. that f- capacity well then that also gives them an opportunity to, to dominate a news cycle because then it's like everything's out but then it's like okay in a, in a month or two now this other mode comes out and now we can like make a big launch trailer for it and and every all the news publications will will bring it up and tweet about it and then 
it'll the, we'll have articles about it because people will be playing it and people will want to know about it rather than just being like here's the entire game everyone's going to talk about it you get a few articles and then they'll be dead and nothing would serve as a better boon to them than to uh get that netflix series going with dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, which I think is really strange with that multiplayer. How you can get the Dave Batista skin, but he but takes just, the place of Marcus Phoenix because yeah, he's so, a skin and not uh, his own character. Which is, but he has his own animations. So dumb. Like, why would they? So, like, if somebody chooses Marcus Phoenix, then nobody can be yeah, Dave Batista. It sucks, but hopefully they change that in the future. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But in any case, it's it is like that's how I feel about any of these games that do have an extensive multiplayer thing. But like once again, I guess in Gears' defense, that uh, it's always come like out the box with all the, those modes. So I wonder if people would feel like they got shortchanged if they didn't get all those out the box. But yeah, I don't know. As long as once again, a company is upfront being like, "Hey, we're gonna like." We do have plans in the future to release these things. They're coming as free content updates. Like, here's at least, like, once again, if Gears had launched with just the main campaign and, like, the basic uh, multiplayer and then maybe, like, basic multiplayer and horde mode, but didn't have escape mode because that was, like, its own new fucking thing. Yeah. And that was added in post. I would have been 100% okay with that. And, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think that's... I think that's the best way to go about it with some, some of the stuff like that. Maybe... I mean, obviously, for games like a Halo, that doesn't work because multiplayer is one of the one of the big reasons why people play Halo. I mean, Griffball um, can come a little later. Yeah, like but Griff I love Ball, Griffball. Yeah. Well, and and they always do that thing too, where they'll they release maps over time, and I, I mean, mean, they have like a rotation. Yeah, there's a rotation. They have like the big forge maps and stuff that you can make your own stuff on, which is the best in Halo Three. Um, yeah, I, but. Yeah, roll, rolling stuff out over time, I think, is probably the best way to do it, especially like if it's free. Um, some companies that maybe not doing it the best would be, would be like uh, BioWare with Anthem. But <laughs> I mean, they're rejiggering that thing, I guess. They're trying, they're trying some. I keep debating picking it up when I see it for $5. I'm <laughs> like, maybe I should just pick yeah. that up just because then I'll get the rejiggered version yeah. when that hits. So. Let's talk about another game that got delayed that just basically just it it's almost as if this game pushed Cyberpunk out of its slot. <laughs> um so Final Fantasy 7 remake is getting pushed back. Which uh, this actually like I mean no surprise I guess that Final Fantasy gets like delayed. No but, surprise it's Square Enix. I mean I was like I was only a little surprised when they like concreted like I was more surprised when they concreted uh March 3rd. Like, I was like, that sounds like such a sure, like, March 3rd, that's the date. And now yeah. now they've moved the goalpost. But, I mean, that at least it's only delayed by a month, like, because now it's coming out April 10th, I believe. Uh, which is still good. Um, that, yeah. That's not bad. I, I'm glad some things have shifted out of March because March was a <sighs> colossal was ship pile. Now, now it's looking a little bit more healthy. Um, maybe Spe I can play I mean, Neo 2 now. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, especially, like, I mean, getting Cyberpunk out of there, like, I'm fairly certain that like once Cyberpunk comes out, like that's the only game I'm gonna play until the end of the year, because <laughs> I don't think I'll Possibly, have time uh, to play anything. It's it's gonna take me so long to beat. I mean, just just knowing what CD Projekt Red does with their games, like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be trapped in that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a I'm world. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my controller in or proverbially plug my controller in. I'm just gonna get sucked into my Xbox. Yeah, I just uh. 
I, I'm like I said, I'm glad for the shifting because games being delayed, I think can only serve as a boon. I do hope this ends up better than the Final Fantasy 15 launch because Final Fantasy 15, even with all its delays, launched and didn't include the end of that game. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was missing the end chapter of that yeah. game. Like, I mean, Final Fantasy 15, I think now is in like, like it, that's a great game. It's, it's one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Yeah. It just, it took a long time to get there. Of course, I only played it after it was fixed. Like I played the Royal edition of that. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of companies are putting out unfinished products, which I'm not cool with, which is why I'm more than happy to support a company like CD Projekt Red, which will put out a polished product. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. It, it, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think will make or break uh, Square because they've been having a really rough ride of things. Like, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 launched in a not so great position and it's like, yeah, I'm, I, I Kingdom Hearts 3 really like even the I think even people like me who are like fans of Kingdom Hearts in a way like we're dissatisfied. That, that DLC is coming this week, isn't it? Remind. Yeah, I know like some people are real hype about it. Um, Like, of course, people like knee deep in like Kingdom Hearts fandom or just like they're excited to see all these characters like, oh, Shion, like with the Keyblade and all that, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it is just not like, I don't know, that DLC does not seem worth it in any capacity to me personally as like a, I, I now consider myself a more of a like former Kingdom Hearts fan, but it, it's been a Kingdom Hearts has been a rough road. Uh, and, and I think fans of the original two know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. But in any case, there was also other delays that followed with that uh, just out of square, which was the Avengers game got, I think, delayed till May. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, no surprise there. Like we, <laughs> we haven't seen a whole shit ton of that game anyway. Um, which yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I'm like, we, that game looks what they, what I have seen of the gameplay. I'm like, that game looks all right, it but look like it's going to be like a big special game. Sucks because Crystal Dynamics is working on it. I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of mixed things. Like I've, I've heard some people be like, oh, it's just run of the mill, but I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe. Cause I'm like a lot can happen in when you have big enough teams working on something, a lot can happen in a very short period of time. Yeah. Uh, God of War is an example of that where the uh, axe recall wasn't in the game until like three months before yeah. the game launched. Yeah. So it's, and it, which to me seems mind blowing. Cause I'm like a lot like of the a puzzles mechanic of the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, so many of the puzzles are dependent on the axe recall. Like what, what did they have in the place before that? That <laughs> is pretty crazy. So yeah. And it's like when you, I got that big of a team, you can really rejigger a lot of stuff real quickly. So and, and another case of that is like, I think of all the people who played Bloodstain like in its uh, preview builds uh, b before that game launched. And then we're just like, ah, it's real rough. It's not great. And I mean, like there was obviously the trailer with all the like bad stuff said about it before it was like really reworked. Yeah. And that game came a long ways from where it was, despite the fact that that game still, well, it just got a big patch on Switch helping the stability. But I hear it's still really a rough ride on Switch, um, which is not where I played it. I played it on PS4, uh, which is the better place to play that. Uh, but I, I don't know, just like, like I said, so certain games can, a lot can change in a few months. And when you have a team, the size of something like a square Enix size team, or even in the case of like CD project red, that, a, a couple months can do a whole hell of a lot for bug fixes. Yeah. Um, let's see, move on to one of these other topics here. Uh, so there's an interview with our our favorite Xbox guy, Phil Spencer. Um, and he basically came out and said that uh, first party Xbox game or 
first party Xbox Series X games won't be exclusive for a while, a year or two. Which, I mean, meaning I don't that, know. that the games will come out on both Xbox One and the Series X. I, I don't know. This is like both a good and bad move. Yeah. Like, um, some of the stuff I've heard about is like it's it's good for the consumer, but bad for like people wanting to buy the next gen console and being like, yes, I want to experience a new console because by design, those games have to be limited in order to be playable on the older hardware. I mean, they're going to look a hell of a lot better on the Series X and they're going to have better load times. Like yeah. that being probably the biggest key, like fuck load times now on like a lot of games are just astronomical. Like once again, control has stupid long load yeah. times on console. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's like you're, you're going to obviously, it's like, do you want the premium experience or do you just want the, what's Mediocre, been happening? Yeah. Uh, and I, for me, it's like, I, I don't fucking know. Cause yeah, that, it's tough because it's like, I mean, they're real, they're really being consumer oriented. So I don't, I don't know if this is going to hurt the Xbox one or the Xbox series X sales or not. Like, I feel like it might, but I don't, it, it's, it's really hard to tell because it's, it's, it's like the same thing where when they first started putting all the, they made that commitment to putting all of their exclusive or the all Xbox games on the PC. This is like the same exact thing, but almost backwards because yeah, it's I mean, like, yeah, like what's the incentive to buy an Xbox if I, if I already have a gaming PC and I can just play it on the PC, well, what's the incentive to buy an Xbox series X when I can just play the same game on my Xbox, which even then I think if I read right, if you bought that game for the Xbox one, and you later get an Xbox Series X, you can you still own the game. You can still play it on the Series X. Yeah, I mean that's been they've they've been pretty clear about that messaging. Like I really like how like really consumer oriented they've been with that messaging. See, and I mean they already got a large install base with Xbox Ones. Yeah. So I clearly they don't want to sacrifice what they already have in sakes of building something new from scratch. But once again, that does limit it what they the can new do. Games. Um. Um, one of the arguments I did hear too was the fact that the Xbox One processor is essentially a netbook processor, like in terms of power. <laughs> um, and the processor going into the Series X is more in line with an actual desktop processor. So it will have a lot more power, which means that like, I mean, so like in, in terms of like PC gaming, you can play you can play a game with like a really good graphics card, but it's still going to be limited by the CPU. If you have a bad CPU versus a really good one, and that's like stuff that would um, not necessarily render graphics, but I mean like AI, um, physics, uh, any any stuff like that. Well, um, I, I looked at like a side by side of the spe these specs. It had there. I forget which website it was, but they had a side by side of like these specs of last gen console and the new consoles. Uh, and the alleged specs of the uh, PlayStation, uh, which, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of articles going around that the Xbox is better, I'm going to put in quotes, than the PlayStation. But it's like, we don't know the actual PlayStation specs yet. Yeah. Um, is a big, like, caveat. And even then, the alleged specs are, like, almost one-to-one. -one. Yeah, I th I think they're... They're going to be neck and neck in yeah. power. But like, Xbox and the PlayStation, I think, are going to be incredibly similar. And it's not... Even if you say one is technically better than the other, it's going to be, you're not going to notice, I don't think. But there is just a astronomical power jump from uh, like the Xbox One to the the 
Xbox Series, Series X. X. Yeah. Uh, and similarly with like PS4 to like a PS5 is going to be a huge power leap yeah. where when we went and I know a lot of this is due to uh, there was huge breakthroughs like right after the consoles launch, but uh, like PS3 to PS4 and similarly 360 to Xbox one was not a very huge power leap. And it's like right after like I think a year after uh, those consoles came out, there was huge uh, CPU improvements because yeah. that's when like Skylake stuff started like coming out and all that. Yeah. So it, and it's just like, yeah, there was huge, massive tech improvements where now I think we hit that sweet spot where there have been large tech improvements. And now there is uh, there's been large pushes in uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, ray tracing, yes. which both these consoles have ray tracing enabled. So yeah. and also like there's just been AMD is been out there doing work and amd is powering both both of these consoles yeah, yeah. so um yeah they're not using intel they're not using nvidia they're it's all amd um processors and graphics so it's gonna be uh really interesting it's a lot of a lot of people wrote amd off years ago and i'm actually i'm kind of surprised that they came back the way they did because i thought like i mean after the skylake stuff came out i thought they were going to be down and out and now here they are. Now they're now they're killing it on graphics too. I mean, yeah, they're Intel's got an answer coming up for all their shit that's been going on right now because AMD is just annihilating them on like all fronts. Yeah. Well, but, and the problem with Intel too is they there are some critical security flaws with basically all of their current processors, and the only way to <clears throat> the only fixes for them is to derate the processing power. Well, also, I know, like, uh, Intel kind of did things uh, in a cheaper way, uh, at least, like, I think of the initially when, like, dual core started becoming a thing, where they literally just, like, strapped two cores together. Yeah. Like, where AMD, I know, when it got to a certain point, I think when it became quad cores, uh, they rebuilt, like, their whole shit from the ground up. Yeah. And I think at the time, that put them behind, but I think now that's paying off. Yeah. was re being like oh we just like restructured our whole system and how that works yeah well and i mean like those i can't i can't recall like the security flaws but it was just like three security flaws within a year of each other and all of the fixes for them derates the processor um to basically like the processing powers nearly have of oh, what geez. it should be um just because of the way that those the only way to protect because it's like a it's actually it, tar it, it targets the hyper threading. God damn. Yeah. Which is like the only thing they have going for exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The hyper, it totally, like basically it's like if you're running a processor right now, like an Intel processor right now and you're using hyper threading, like you're like at vulnerable to having like a huge like hardware attack on your PC and like you can't get out of that. Um, and the security fix is to not hyper thread at all. So <laughs> which yeah. sucks. Uh, so anyway, though, I, mean, I could be wrong. I just I can't remember exactly what the fixes were. Um, I'm going off of memory. So but I know it basically the CPU performance of an Intel isn't what it should be because of um, hacking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I know uh, I mean, nobody's going to listen to my suggestion here, but I think the smartest thing to do is it, as somebody who's an Xbox owner is if you bought a like Xbox uh, base Xbox one or an Xbox one S and you've just been cruising on that for the time being, then it would be smart to upgrade to a series X. But if you bought an Xbox one X, 
maybe you could wait a year until you could like then get buy in when maybe the series x is either cheaper or there's a better model out uh yeah and this would be the smarter thing to do but i know most people who own an xbox one x are tech gluttons so they yeah they're (laughs) i want that power they're they're gonna buy into the biggest newest most expensive thing anyway but yeah yeah this like the the whole deal with like the what they're doing has me questioning whether i'm going to get a series x when it comes out i mean i i I mean for me it's solely dependent on the games yeah, it, it's like we. I mean, we know Halo Infinite, but like I said, I said before, is I don't know if Halo's enough for me. I, like I love Halo, but we know that game for sure. But it's yeah. like until I see like, like which we what know else? they have a lot of games like loaded in the canon. But it's like when are we going to see those games? Like we we know a Fables in the works. Yeah, we know like, I mean, there's inevitably eventually going to be more Gears, but it's just like what you you need something bigger than that at this point like you you need like a new ip that's gonna really like wow me in some capacity yeah and i don't know if they have that yeah see for me halo is that game but at the same time like i said like i can just play it on the xbox one x so it's like do i just do you want the inferior experience (laughs) do i do i want to wait and save some money or do i or do i follow my my the sense of duty i have to the podcast and the audience to be able to speak firsthand about the Xbox Series X. See, and some of that was like the Wii U to the Switch, and I say that specifically in regards to Zelda Breath of the Wild because it did launch on the Wii U. It technically yeah. is a Wii U game yeah. over a Switch game, but it's like the install base of Wii U's was like, what, I think like 20 million, if even yeah. that. And like compared to Xbox one, which has a definitely a larger install base. And that's, like I said, I, most people who didn't buy a Wii U could easily justify buying a switch and buying Zelda. But it's like, there are a lot more people who own Xbox ones. I mean, in my case, like I'll probably get a series X on launch, but once again, I I may need that uh, flavor hit, but that's also, I, I own an Xbox one S and got a screaming deal on it because I paid like 170 or something like that. Yeah. And it's definitely been a while since I've had like a big hit like that. But some of this hinges on price, which yeah. I think is still going to be 500 bucks. But yeah, I think so. I think you're right there. Um, See, and, and once again, I don't have the uh, I, I know some people have said like, oh, this console cycles felt really short, even though. I think just the 360 and uh, PS3 era was way too long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then next, so next to that, this looks short. But then even on top of that, if you bought an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro, like, of course, this then, feels yeah, shorter. Then, like, it's like the, you've owned those consoles for only like two, three years. Yeah. And I only just plugged mine in this this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so, had it, but I wasn't using it. I was just, but then my, my power brick died for my Xbox One. So I'm like, well... It's a good thing I have this backup Xbox <laughs> One X here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I but I do understand like people feeling a little bit like, oh, man, like I didn't get. But I mean, that's the whole reason I didn't buy into those more premium versions in the first place, because I was like, we're only like a couple of years yeah. from a new because I was like new hardware cycles are usually about a generation is about six years Uh with once again, I think the 360 and the yeah, uh, with a little bit of PS3 overlap were, at the uh, beginning like, of e- the, the beginning and the end. Yeah, so so I was like, we, we did have a couple of longer cycles, but it, it is, like, mostly six years. Like, Nintendo has been very, like, pretty firm on six years. Yeah. But, yeah, in any case, we're... 
we're getting to a new hardware cycle this year and that's exciting for yeah. everybody. And Very exciting. We, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it last week, but it's still newsworthy, I guess. But there is, uh, once again, rumors on the horizon that this year a Switch, a Pro. Switch Pro is going to launch. Which supposedly. I think is not going to be the name even in It the won't slightest. be, but I mean... It's it, going to be the new Switch. I think this is like a Baby Yoda situation where that's just the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a new Switch model that is... They, they say 4K capable... And basically just has a better processor. And I think like, it's, that's kind of a pipe dream. I, I think 4K capable is like definitely a stretch. I think it'll yeah. just be like... It's just going to be a little more powerful. Little, if, maybe, if they yeah. do 4K capable, I'm going to do air quotes for that. It's it's going to be like similar to the... Yeah, it's going to be like a la the PlayStation Pro where yeah. it is like kind of a patterned upscaling thing. I can see them being like, okay, here's the new Switch. Um, it has a better screen, uh, pixel density. Um maybe better processor yeah better processor um i mean cuz can can what's the frame fps on the switch does it does it do 60 fps or is everything mostly like 30 most things are 30 but so then i would say I'm like i'm not going to say it can't do 60 but it so i would say like they would i think they would be the company that would more focus on being like 1080p 60 frames per second i mean that would be ideal with the handheld situation but it even still, I don't think we're like, I definitely think we're going to see an improved version and likely, likely we may see like some games come over that didn't like, okay. In essence, we've had a lot of ports of games that have done, uh, gangbusters on switch. I mean, like, uh, I'm sure Witcher three, uh, the switcher has done great on <laughs> switch. Yeah. Um, so, so a lot of these games getting ported, but some games like, I mean, the switch can barely like run some of those games. Yeah. So I think having a more powerful one, uh, that then you can port some games over, but it'll be like, Hey, it only runs on the more powerful one, which would be, you know, like just a fistful of games. Cause I mean, Nintendo with the new Nintendo 3ds, when they did that whole rigmarole did have a couple of exclusive games. So I, I don't yeah. why while, while I don't think Nintendo themselves would put a like exclusive title on there, I do see them opening up the floor to have ports that people maybe want. Yeah. Um which, yeah, speaking I, of that, they just got a uh what what is that game? Um Metro. Uh the Metro yeah. Redux uh, 1 yeah, and 2 did. just got ported over there. Um which isn't out yet, but it it got announced. I don't. I don't think that we're going to see new um, Switch hardware in 2020. Personally, I don't. I, I think we will. Nintendo like loves pumping out different models. I yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's just it seems like it's like it wouldn't be a good idea to do that in the middle of Sony and Xbox. I think out. it. I think they want to take some potential money away from that. Yeah, maybe is how I view it. Uh, like essentially knowing people are going to be open to buying new consoles. Like why not? Uh, Ours is cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it is just like undercut your competitors. Yeah. Um, We're going to launch ours in July. <laughs> I mean, also, I mean the concept of a like higher end switch has been kicked around a lot. And I mean, we are entering uh, come March. That's the third year of the switch which is about time you get a, like, I mean, we already have the, the, better the Switch Lite one. one. Yeah, and the battery battery life one. But the that is kind of like, I feel that's, once again, most console lives are six years, even though the Switch has that, 
handheld component, so I think it's going to have a longer life than that because they can just pivot the thing into being fully handheld. But yeah. we've talked about that on other episodes. But in any case, go back and listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, they uh, we're we're halfway through the life cycle, which usually. Like if you think uh, PlayStation or Xbox, that's usually the time when they release the like slimmer, ver- like the slim copy that has better components and just is like a more sleeker design and all that. So I, I see, I could see Nintendo going like that route. Like once again, th- I don't think they can really slim down their product any more than it already is. So they could just make a better rendition. And I mean, Nintendo's no stranger to constantly updating. Like, I mean, like DS is a great like pool for that to be like there was the DS, then the DS Lite, and then the like uh, DSi, and, like yeah. all like <laughs> oh man yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean 3DS, 2DS, and so on and so forth like in that family as well of like new new Nintendo 3DS, the yeah. DS XL like so yeah I, I I could see them putting it out this year and especially like God what if they dump it like right in uh, September because then you'd yeah. be out definitely be before the other platforms like in November and once again it's not a whole new platform so they could e- do sourcing hardware and shit like that's going to be a lot easier yeah. and I've been hearing that Sony is looking at an October release yeah I mean that's and speaking of Sony they're they they're officially not attending E3 again yeah I thought that was so, actually probably the biggest news uh this week uh not attending E3 even though like yeah, with Th- there new like hardware kind of a, on the horizon, that's just kind of like, and they're like, it's a big blow to E3. I think that may be like, yeah, harbingers of like the end for E3. Hearing that, like, granted, once again, they didn't go last year, but I think missing two years in a row and missing like a hardware year, if they're skipping out on a hardware year, that means they're just done. They're not. But they, Sony did say that they'll be going harder at smaller venues, um, like packs and all that stuff. Yeah, and after immediate, almost immediately after um, Sony confirming they're not going to be at E3, the ESA released this uh, this quote here, which sounds really, really some obvious uh, overtones of saltiness here. Um, so they said, E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and so- showcasing the people, brands, and innovations re- redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming that will entertain new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect video game fans worldwide. Basically like, hey, we're still relevant, you guys. Uh, ESA can go fuck themselves. God, they they have not responded at all to all, like the leaks and shit that happened where they just doxed everybody. Yeah, and I mean that I think that was another big proponent of that. And I mean, just imagine how the press that's not going to show up this year because they they got doxed last time. Yeah, like it's just E uh, three is dying, and it it they're, does suck in some ways. They're but it's trying like, as hard as they can to pivot into being a consumer show. Well, in, in my opinion, e, E3 now, like, almost doesn't serve a purpose, because, especially since, like, like Xbox, for example, has has it its XO, like, 19, or I guess this year it'll be XO 20. Yeah. And if as long as they keep that up, they can use that as their premier showcase for yep. showing off uh, bi- bigger stuff. Yeah. And then and PlayStation like, has their thing, too. Yeah. And even, like, in 
it's I feel like if if Microsoft didn't have like the naming rights to the theater next door to that convention center, then they wouldn't be there. Like I mean, it's just so easy for them yeah. to go because Microsoft. I guess they actually aren't even on the show floor, the main show floor of E three. They're all in that theater. I mean, and like I think back to uh, like you could even point to Nintendo being the ones who like kind of fuck this all up in the beginning because yeah. they stopped having like a a big press event and just yeah. did the uh, did a Nintendo Direct for their yeah thing and yeah exactly or like when the they first. did Breath of the Wild and they just had the treehouse where it was just like yeah you could just watch gameplay of Breath of the Wild they, they're not having like a big press event yeah it, I guess they they really are the first I mean they they're at E3 but they really aren't they just yeah we're gonna set up stuff and there's stuff here but I mean our whole thing is gonna just be a press release that we're going to do from japan well i i think that gives uh like it's technically the smarter play because i i remember a lot of the conversation around e3 was always like who won e3 even though like that's kind of a real pointless conversation because it's just like <laughs> it's, always, it's, yeah. it's a big marketing who thing won like, e3 just to watch like all these fucking trailers about it, yeah um which is always once again it's exciting to get like to know you're getting like a big dump of like trailers and cool new shit to look forward to yeah um but at the same time i'm like why would you do that when you as a company, like once again, Xbox, PlayStation or Nintendo can just at a, a, a separate time in the year release their stuff when it's more ready and yeah. then just have it in a nicely bundled thing where they can control the whole conversation. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it before, but E3 is almost like it, it's like the old style of marketing where this is where people that uh, public um, publishers and developers would come to showcase their products and, the comp like retailers well, it was would be there investors too. and yeah, all that. Yeah, investors and retailers would come to be like, okay, well, we're gonna want to order this much of this product, and because it's basically saying this is the stuff that's gonna be available around holiday time, and so you're gonna want to make sure you have this, and so then they kind of get an idea of what they want to order and get in stock. But now it's just the the landscape has changed so much, and like you don't retailers hardly have to worry about that anymore because it's just like. You're just going to buy a code from them anymore. See, I, I'm i really just... I'm looking forward to see what the fuck E3 is this year because now that they were like, it's like an influencer event and like yeah. we're trying to generate FOMO. And it's show. like, why? Like, I, I think back on way, way back when E3 was like just invite only and all that stuff. And like specifically on one of the like PlayStation Underground disc, they had like Frankie Muniz at e3 yeah and it was like who fucking gives a shit <laughs> like that's the worst part of e3 is when they have celebrities there yeah. like aside from i guess like keanu reeves and all that but well, it, it's even then i'm just like as far as the keanu reeves that's kind of that's all mad to me like i just care it, about it's mad game. to me too but it's still like that was that's better than when if you watch like a lot of like uh, games coverage things where they do like pre E3 showcase stuff and they'll be like yeah we're hanging out with like Snoop Dogg and we're gonna like watch him play video games it's yeah. like who <laughs> cares they they had yeah. like Zac Efron at one and it's like can, can he the, even play fucking video games that was, the, like, that was the same one as Snoop Dogg too I think yeah I yeah think. they had Snoop Dogg and Zac yeah. Efron like playing I think like Call of Duty or some shit yeah but, maybe something like that oh yeah um in that like that reminds me like did you ever did you I know you're not like a big YouTube guy, but did you ever see the the YouTube comedy awards that happened, I think, in 2013, 20, No, I did not. 2012. Um, yeah, YouTube did a live 
um like this is before they were really doing like this was before like being live was the thing that you could do on youtube really and they did this whole thing that was youtube youtube live and it was their comedy awards and it was like youtuber youtube channels that were like comedy channels and they were doing like awards like oh comedy music and stuff like that they they had norm mcdonald on the red carpet for that what the fuck and norm mcdonald did not take a single second of it seriously she doesn't take anything seriously <laughs> and it was ever the best. like so they had like a couple of like other youtubers i can't remember who they were it was probably like like i justine probably was one of them because she's everywhere on youtube um but like they had like they had like a couple of like youtuber people and then norm mcdonald and like they were the ones that were like interviewing people coming in for the red carpet and he, he just totally was not taking anything seriously and it was like the best because he was just like i can't like the whole like you, you the whole you got the whole sense that he was just like i can't believe this is a real thing is this is really happening i'm getting paid for this <laughs> i mean and that's like this gets even more ridiculous with uh e3 because you you're gonna have uh like they're definitely gonna be focusing on streamers and all that shit yeah which is just like it's just cringy like i i i dodged around it but i saw on the internet which i'm sure it's probably in our news but i like hesitate to want to even talk about it but they put a ninja skin in Fortnite, like and <laughs> there was, of course, Ninja reacting to the Ninja skin. And, of course, I like dodging like, around yeah, all this shit. know about it. But it is just like, who fucking gives a shit? Yeah. Like, and may- maybe I'm just old, an old fucking bastard. I, I think that's it. But <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> maybe. We're, we're G- GMG, grown man gamers. Uh, hey, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. I, <laughs> got, uh, I know you're... you're of age now, but I'm not quite there I'm yet. Full, I'm fully grown GMG. <laughs> um, I got, I got like a month. I got like <laughs> a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's going to be like those whole influencer spheres at E3. It's just going to be a mess. I well, don't. Like I said, maybe it's just I have like such a like bad attitude towards like it, it, these YouTubers or like these these once again personalities that I just don't drive with because I always felt like when uh, Let's Plays were taking off, I'm just like, it's just fucking YouTubers screaming into a microphone. <laughs> it's just yeah, them screaming like and like pretending to be scared, like like very acting or playing up their emotions. That yeah. just like for me, I just didn't give a shit. See, I I still genuine genuinely enjoy Markiplier and PewDiePie. Um, PewDiePie doesn't really do the let's play thing anymore though. But, um, in fact, I think he's taking a break from YouTube this year. Um, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I think at the beginning, like, I, I think those, those people in particular, I have some respect for because obviously they made it work. I've never personally like watched any of their videos. Yeah. He's, de- they've definitely made it work, especially like Markiplier. Like he still does his thing, but I mean, he has other things he's doing. Like he went like in a. He, he he put together like a variety show and went on like a nationwide tour with it. So I mean he's doing work, <laughs> but I mean <laughs> and I, he I appeals just, to people in a, in in a way. I um, mean I, he has a he has a really nice radio voice. Yeah, that's true. But I, I'm more on the flip side where I like I like 
I like podcast stuff because I, I do like hearing conversations about video games. Yeah. But I don't like watching somebody play a video game. And I mean, like the occasional like I do watch Donkey on YouTube, uh, but that's more because he, he's like he's, he's comedic and, yeah. and like he's he he has a way of talking about games uh, that like making a joke about games that are actually like very valid criticisms. Yeah. <laughs> or just making maybe making you realize something about a game that you didn't notice before Where's that other who's that other guy i can't remember his name all of a sudden but he does other reviews too of games um he's the one that sits on the exercise ball oh yeah nakey jakey yeah nakey jakey yeah i, I like think he's stuff. another good example of that where i'm like I, I watched the occasional one of their videos but that's once again it's 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 smaller content and yeah. i'm not watching like a whole gameplay video and Usually another part of that for me is like most games I'm actually going to play. Yeah. And then even if I've played them, then I don't want to watch some like I'll be like, oh, fuck, this is like a boring part of the game. Yeah. But I, I do know part of that in watching people play games. It is a performance art. Oh, yeah. And a lot of totally. it is just doing like because it's like some it's, people are just doing dumb bullshit in games just to do dumb bullshit. Yeah. It's it's totally different. Like just playing a game versus like, OK, now there's a camera in front of me and there's a microphone and. People are going to watch me play this. So like, I mean, like you have to be the product as much as the game is. Yeah. I mean, I've like definitely been in a situation where I've had to, I've played with people in a room Yeah, and like, I definitely play differently. Like when, when I'm playing by myself, I'm very methodical and like check every little fucking thing. Yeah. But I know when you're in a group environment, you, I, I wouldn't say you can't do that, but you probably shouldn't because it's boring to watch somebody like combing through, like grabbing yeah. everything off a fucking shelf um like and all that shit but <laughs> and and similarly like i a, a good example is a like fallout game or something like i may beat an npc to death just because like once again when you have an audience <laughs> it's hilarious yeah but definitely not something i would do uh by myself or you know they'll have like shitty dialogue options where you like insult yeah. them or something like the the dialogue option that you usually look at it and go like what the fuck why is that even in there like you might do that for an audience but not it's not yeah. something you do by yourself i think we're gonna take a quick break and come back with some more news Join me, my friends, as we talk about all things geek. Here at the Geek Freaks Podcast, we cover the weekly news and all of geekdom. Top movie news, comic books, video games, and TV shows, everything that you are interested in. We also have our growing YouTube channel. Every Friday, we come out with freebie games where we go over the latest free games from the Epic Game Store. Monthly, we have Retro Rewind, where we play a retro game and talk about what it meant to us as kids and its effect on the industry. And then we have our comic book club, where we review a staple in comic book history. Join us as we go over everything in your geek life and share in the love of geekdom. All right, and we are back with more news. And there is one more big, big article, but I wanted to just cover this one really quick. Um, so Nintendo put out a, or Nintendo slash Universal put out a, video that is sort of like a trailer for super nintendo world it was a music video it was a music video with like the most generic ass pop generic music i don't care ever. i want to go there it yeah what, what, it, what even is this thing gonna be it's a theme park i know it's a theme it's park, been being but... built forever I, i'm like <laughs> i've been like following it every step of the way but i'm like 
I want to go there and just feel like a child. <laughs> like you get, uh, they you get wristbands, you get like digital wristband things that then you can collect coins in the park. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, like sounds stupid, but yeah, it, I, I'm like 100% on board. This sounds like the coolest shit, like my ultra in my wheelhouse, but we got to do a, a, an LGA field trip to Japan for this. You can damn well bet I'm demanding. I'm demanding a Luigi wristband. If they give me anything but Luigi, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I, I They didn't have a Waluigi one, so I'm sorry for you, Justin. No Waluigi or Wario. That sucks. Yeah, I, They're I, just going to write them out of existence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the, I really Waluigi wasn't invented by Nintendo. That's true. Like, he was made by the whoever was in charge of the tennis games. Yeah. Just kind of was like, well, Wario needs a partner. So yeah. they just dreamed him out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Which I think is why Nintendo kind of disrespects him being like, we didn't fucking make that he's shit. Not he's, not, he's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I. Watts Hode should be real, though. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to go to that one of these days. It's, it's going to be cool. But yeah, they, I've never even been to Disney World or Disneyland, so I would like this would like make me poop my pants. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember the exact quote. I didn't I couldn't find it again, but it was like something along the lines of yeah, um he they compare themselves to Disney where it's like if if Disneyland is the the land of dreams, then this is the land of being awake or something like that. This is the it, land of memes. This will be. This will make you. This will make you feel alive. Yeah, I, it looks like they they have some solid ideas. Uh, so, I but they didn't really show the actual park in the, <laughs> the video. But I'm sure it's going to be cool. I've seen a lot of just pictures of them building the, it. it. It looks cool. It's gonna the opening of it's gonna like coincide with the Olympics. I think. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. So it's going to be a busy. Um, so then the next big news, of course, is a new fighter has entered a new challenger approaches. Yeah. Uh, in Sakurai. He did one of his like kind of awkward announcement videos. He dabbed on all those leakers. Well, they're like, have you watched any of these announcement videos? They're like weirdly like they look like, like almost like budget. they're filmed on a cell phone. Yeah. And like, I, I know he Apparently, did the one where he was like, I stacked my controllers like up and down and play because yeah. he plays just by himself. Apparently, <laughs> apparently this was recorded in November. Yes. Because he had to keep this a secret from his, from everybody. I don't know why. <laughs> because of the he, leakers. He builds like, he built like so much bizarre hype behind this. And then when they announced the character, I was like, ser fucking seriously. Are you that's, serious? That's why that's why they keep it a secret because everybody else would have been like, are you, are you fucking serious? Yeah, they closed out the season pass with uh Baylith. This is probably the weakest announcement they've had. I don't Baylith and female Baylith. I mean, that's the same character. Yeah. But yeah, just I I always felt and I think there's an episode probably of me mentioning like I believe Baylith is eventually coming to the game. I didn't think it would be this one. I didn't think this is how you close the season pass because Baylith is like, like, I don't know. It, it was one of those things where I'm like, nobody saw it coming because it was like the most expected thing in a way of like Fire Emblem character comes to smash. Like there's 
there was already, as far as I know, six Fire Emblem characters. Maybe I'm miscounting, but now this is the seventh Fire Emblem character. So many. The the only, I think, franchise that has more is Mario, which, I mean, justifiably, Mario should have the most, which has ten. So it's like Fire Emblem is, like, right behind them with characters, which is just insane. Um, and once again, I mean, like, Bailiff actually looks fun. He looks like a fun character. He looks like a decent character. Once again, I just don't think this is the character you'd close the season pass with. I, I like, I think Banjo Kazooie would have been a better closer. Like, personally, I, I feel this is more of a, a mid range. Like, if you released this kind of in the middle of the season pass, people would have been more okay with it. Yeah, seems a lot of people are kind of upset, and now because they've now now also announced that the next season pass of characters will have six characters instead of five. Uh, so a lot of people are kind of like, oh, it's going to be all Fire Emblem characters, which I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, it won't be, but I was just going to bring that up because have you looked at Jason Schreier's Twitter today? Yeah. And he had the, <laughs> he had, he had a shot. post that was just all like yeah. Fire Emblem characters. Cause it was like, oh, Challenger pack six through 11. And it was just all Fire Emblem I saw characters. a better one that the had last all one was the, swords. I saw a better one that was, had all the Bionicles. Um, <laughs> and but, he's been savage on Twitter. Like he's like, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is a treasure trove in Nintendo history, celebrating 40 plus years of quirky, Im- Im- inimitable characters from one video game company that just isn't or that isn't afraid to be different. And there's a screenshot of Bayleth versus Marth. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> I, and once again, you didn't watch this to see how weird it is. And I know like Sakurai is just like a weird fucking person, but. So before the announcement, he had a picture of him holding up what looked like a three uh, and then three question marks behind them. And people thought that was a clue, but nobody knew like what it meant. I mean, it could have meant any number of things. And now you would think the logical way to conclude this is like, oh, three, three. well, three (laughs) and then three houses like Fire Emblem, three houses. Yeah. Any sane person would make that connection. And that's probably actually the logical connection. But he did this weird counting thing where he counted the Fire Emblem titles in binary on his hand till he reached 17, which he did like this is 17, (laughs) which is the number of mainline entries in Fire Emblem. And that's the three that he was holding up was 17. And yeah, because it was. Because, yeah, he was like one, two, like, he was moving all his fingers in until he got to 17 in a way of, like, counting in binary, uh, which was the most bizarre fucking thing. And he went, like, really in-depth on the history of Fire Emblem, and it was like, I don't know why you're doing this, because you're almost treating this like Fire Emblem hasn't been part of, like, Fire Emblem's history is Smash Brothers history, so I don't really know why he was going so deep on, like, I'm gonna explain what a Fire Emblem game is and what it means to be a fire emblem game and he talked about how he made a lot of weird jokes about how fire emblem is hard to say in japanese so he says like fire emblem like <laughs> en and like he went into a lot of the names that are hard to say too and once again i i do think the three as well as in three houses also was in indicative of the Baylith, uh he's not just a sword based user because I know that was everybody's kind of like disdain initially, but he does have the uh, three relic weapons. So he has like the bow from uh, one of the houses and then the axe and the uh, the spear. So he, he does have like all these different weapons when he does his attacks, which or he, he or she attacks. But 
And they did even include like costumes. So when you change the color variants, there's ones that will make like Baylith look kind of like Edelgard or uh, Claude or uh, what, what's the other guy's name? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, the Blue Lions leader. I, I can't okay. remember his name. Uh, it's, it's definitely been a while for me. But in any case, it'll make them kind of like look like those characters a bit when you switch to those costumes, like yeah. just the color variants, like the hair and everything. And then it will even have uh, spoiler hair options. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just is. This is just not the announcement anybody wanted in a way. Like, it, like once again, I, I don't think it's a bad addition. The character looks fun to play as. Um, but it just doesn't. Once again, I think everybody wanted a more like third party character. And I always figured like they never stated this, but just with how this pass was going, it seemed like, oh, this season pass is like the third party character pass. Because, I mean, if you look at like that Banjo-Kazooie, they had uh, Joker. Yeah, they had uh, Terry. Um, who else? I know I'm missing. I'm missing one. Oh, they had the hero from Dragon Quest. And now they have Baylith, who is like a Nintendo property. See, and what I would assume they were going to do is this this first season pass was going to be like the guest pass. And then the next season pass would be more like home Nintendo characters. Like that's how I would view it to be like, okay, we, we kind of exhausted these like third party characters, but now we can resort to like... All other Nintendo characters like, I mean, Gino or Waluigi or whoever, even yeah. though like Waluigi is definitely just that would just appease the meme lords. <laughs> I, I would have been just as disappointed if Waluigi was announced as the final character. I know the one everybody thought it was going to be was Dante because Capcom was out like tweeting a lot of stuff about this. Uh, yeah. Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition is coming to Switch with some rejiggered stuff, which I guess that's news as well. Um, it has a freestyle mode. Uh, but in any case, like you would think like, oh, they're going to launch a character coinciding with the launch of that maybe. Yeah. And once again, like Devil May Cry 3 Dante, like the three. Yeah, the three, um, yeah. So yeah, you, you would think it would be maybe like something like a, a Dante or like, I, I thought because once again, Capcom was kind of, I mentioned on a past cast that it might be a Capcom character because aside from them already having Mega Man and some other like Capcom representation, uh, like Capcom and Nintendo have always gone kind of hand in hand. But I thought maybe a Resident Evil character because Resident Evil is a very popular franchise. So I would think either a Resident Evil character or a Monster Hunter character would make the most sense. Like once again, just uh, Marvel vs. Capcom had a generic Monster Hunter and it's like Monster Hunter is huge in Japan. It is now Monster Hunter Worlds is Capcom's number one selling franchise of all time. Um, which I know this is also kind of news, but Iceborne has crossed uh, the, the expansion of Iceborne for Monster Hunter World has sold uh, 4 million units. Yeah. So putting a Monster Hunter character in, like, once again, just a generic -y Monster Hunter would make a lot of sense, too. But, and maybe, who knows, maybe that'll happen in the other six. Which, surprisingly, they said the next season pass, which they are selling come the 20th, I believe, uh, will, uh, they said all six characters will be out but before the end of the year. Um, so I'm like that, yeah. that's going to be a pretty regular clip clip, but considering they recorded this Sakurai stuff in November and he said like some of the character stuff might be subject to change because, because he filmed it so early in the year, uh, with Baylith, 
that it's like, well, they've, they've got to already be working on the other characters. Yeah. Um, by now. Um, and I know that they have already decided all the characters like, and, uh, and I actually watched this, like, it's not a Nintendo direct, but, uh, for lack of a better word, these weird, like Sakurai direct things. I, I watched this in a really bizarre way where, um, have you, have you heard of the YouTuber Maximilian dude? Sounds familiar. I, I really don't watch a whole hell of a lot of his videos, but he he has very earnest reactions, and especially within the fighting game community stuff. Like, he's so into fighting games. So I, I actually watched his reaction to the... <laughs> to to the sakurai thing which was <laughs> he had just the full video of the sakurai stuff and i i just watched his reaction which was kind of funny because he was very like i was like he was full of just as much disdain as i was where it was like okay like that's a character uh but yeah just it, i i thought that was just a funny way to consume that bit of stuff <laughs> was through a reaction <laughs> video yeah um but yeah, it, it, I don't know. So, and then Sakurai weirdly at the end, he's like, "Oh, and one more thing." Um, he he was just like, people say he was like, "Smash is now the like Smash Ultimate is now the best selling fighting game of all time." And then he was like, "Is Smash a fighting game?" He's like, "I consider it more than a fighting game." Blah blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Are you just yeah. like weirdly tooting your own horn here?" <laughs> like I, I don't know. I'm like, it's I, not a fighting game. It's more. It's a lifestyle. Well, and that became like Smash is really just a celebration of like, like it's a fan service game. Like it, it's a celebration of all video games, like and especially this one more so than any other one. I'm like, you name it, it's fucking in there in like some capacity. I am still disappointed that my guesses of uh, uh, Pitfall Harry he didn't make it. Um, Bayou Billy he he didn't make the cut. <laughs> I really was gunning for. For those characters to enter the fray. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so it, I don't know. This Smash thing is kind of a... It's a little bit of a letdown. And once again, it, yeah. it's mostly a letdown considering that closed the pass. And then he, like I said before, he, he kind of when he announced the new season pass and said that it's going up for sale on the like 20th he was like well i I, like i kind of want you guys to buy it but i'm like you're gonna have to basically buy it on good faith because it's gonna be a while before we know the characters in it (laughs) it's just like this is like a weird plea like (laughs) yeah i kind of wish at the very least they showed us the first hint because i was like I, i could base better base buying the season pass like which i'm probably gonna buy anyway but better base it on like if you gave me just a subtle hint at what that first character is yeah. and like maybe a date of when that will drop. But it's like, you want me to just like go out and pre-order this thing now? <laughs> yeah. Well, we should probably move on to some other news here. Oh, I didn't even talk about the stage. Okay. Talk about no, the, the stage. Sta- <laughs> the stage is pretty cool. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about okay. it. Um, so we have some details about the new house of, the Game of Thrones House of Dragons show. So they're saying that this will be, they're looking at 2022 for when this will air. So we're two years out <laughs> for this show. So temper your excitement for a Game of Thrones show um, until maybe for another year at least. Hold on. I got, I got better stuff. You got better stuff? It's adjacent. 
<laughs> so I follow George R. R. Martin on Twitter because it's like the funniest shit ever. <laughs> so this was three days ago, but he said, happy to announce that Fire and Blood, the inspiration behind the upcoming House of Dragons, uh, House of the Dragons, uh, will release in paperback on May May 5th in the U.S., Canada, and U.K. Hey, this paperback edition will include five brand new illustration pre-orders begin soon. But this is always the best. So you click on that. You look at the comments. You, you look at the comments, which are always, like, just the fucking best. So it's just, like, seeing George R. R. Martin in the happy to announce part of the first sentence, and it's, like, has the gif of they had us in the first half, but not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, and just like everybody being like, write your fucking book and like mild heart attack, then betrayal. Uh, like, oh god, yeah. like people just everyone wants the next series of Game of Thrones. People having like the inner case, like upper lower cases, happy to announce. <laughs> now you're just being cruel, like <laughs> people That's sending troll faced and then like edited troll face to look like Martin <laughs> and just people shouting like winds of winter when and I'm like this is the sole reason I follow him because I'm like you know his PR person is like you have to make a tweet about this and he's and just then like, he's why? like no, they're gonna crucify me <laughs> why? people I mean this is like just Savage. cold shit being like enough with this backstory shit we don't need this we want winds of winter and the books that will complete the series <laughs> like it's like I agree. Like yeah. Martin, Martin. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. It's crazy. Martin did say, uh, and I think I've said this on the cast before, but always, always good to reiterate. He did say winds of winter. He said for sure is coming out this year. And he said, if it doesn't, we can crucify him. <laughs> I know that's not 100% verbatim, but he said like, yeah. he basically said we could kill him if he does. <laughs> I take his words. I think winds of winter will probably that is legally year, binding. But- <laughs> I think it will launch this year. I think it's finally like time, but I mean, it sucks because then you're going to enter another like seven year wait before the next one. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're saying 2022 for this show with 10 episodes in season one. Do you think that show will finish before uh, the next book launch at <laughs> the final Game of Thrones? Book uh, probably. <laughs> um. So is co-created by obviously George R. R. Martin and Brian Condal, who is known for uh the sci-fi show colony have you ever seen that i've never seen that no one. um i think colony is the one that has the guy from lost in it the one that plays uh sawyer i think his name is Don't sawyer know. never watched lost um mike M- miguel sapochnik uh directed uh, did uh, you know people exclusively listen to our show just to hear you pronounce foreign names <laughs> just to hear you like butcher the shit out of foreign no, people's no names. one's no one said that yet so john gazpacho <laughs> miguel <laughs> sapochnik <laughs> how do you say that i don't fucking know i'm not gonna try <laughs> it looks like i see miguel and i think oh spanish and then i see sapochnik you always sound like the person at a, at a restaurant where they can't say the thing so they just point and say that one or like a, <laughs> I sound like a substitute teacher. Um, Justin, uh, <laughs> uh, the knob, the knobs, <laughs> Justin, the knobs. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the other showrunners will be Miguel Sapochnik, uh, who also directed some key Game of Thrones episodes, including Battle of the Bastards, The Long Night, and The Bells. Uh, that sounds promising. 
those were good episodes. Yeah, and that's but, basically all the details we have. I mean, I, I could care less about the Game of Thrones property as is. <laughs> I've, like, moved on in many ways. Like, um, it, if the book's coming out, I'll be, like, interested. But it's, like, in many ways, I'm like, ah, that's, like, a chapter of my life that's closed. Like, I, I feel Game of Thrones de- is very defining of the uh, 2010s as a decade. Yeah. Um, And we need to be move on to something something else. So this this one is it's this is hardware news. Uh, the EU will vote to force all smartphones to adopt USB C. Well, that is well. Look at that. So what, what's Apple gonna I'm, do? I'm get get fucked. I guess <laughs> no more lightning. It's gonna be USB C. I'm all for. It. <laughs> I I'm not all for forcing companies to do stuff like that, but I mean. I'm all for strong arming companies. Like I, I, but like in a situation like this where they just they they're playing fast and loose all the time with this shit. Yeah, while we're at it, can we force all um, mechanical keyboards to use it too? Tired of all these artists in mechanical keyboards using US mini USB. Like they're living in the past. I got in an argument with one guy. He's like, MIDI USB is stronger. It's not going to break as much. I'm like, but it's fucking old. I You could stack two USB-Cs together. <laughs> like, make it stronger. Like, I'm not... Do you think I'm made of mini USB cables? Do you think I got 100 PlayStation 3s laying around? I do. <laughs> you oh, think I got uh, things... USB th- mini you, cables laying around? You think around? I got a Blue Yeti? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't got USB mini, mini USB anymore. I've, I bought a cell phone with USB C. I, I was going to like it when, when I bought a blue Yeti just for the cable and I threw the blue Yeti itself in the trash. Well, the cable's worth more. That's the sad truth. <laughs> um, don't buy, don't buy blue Yeti. Everybody don't do it. It's don't, fucking garbage. Don't do it. Um, yeah. So the, what, what, I know like, I know the note seven, was a disaster because of the whole exploding fire thing. But I was in the position to buy a new cell phone when around when the uh, S7 and S7 Plus had came out. And I was about to buy an S7 Plus and I saw that it was using micro USB. And other cell phone companies had already switched to USB at that time. I'm like, well, fuck me. I guess I'm not buying a cell phone right now. And then I heard the Note 7 was going to come out with USB. So when the Note 7 came out, I went and bought that. And then and then I had to return it because it was an exploding fire pit. Um you mean if you mean the best thing ever. <laughs> so yeah, I I hate it. I get so mad when people try to like USB USB mini is stronger. It's not going to break as much. I'm like well, yeah, it's stronger than micro USB, but like fuck, I'm not what am I gonna? I mean, I don't want to use my mini USB. I got a cell phone with USB Type C. I have a whole bunch of shit that uses USB Type C. I have like a million USB Type C cables now, just because I'm prepared for the the current time, current year. I'm prepared for current year. But when were we using USB or mini USB? Two thousand fucking eight. When did PlayStation 3 come out? 2006? I don't fucking remember. I think it was like 2006. A long time ago. 2006 mini USB? 
fucking. I think it was 2008. Was it really 2008? I think it was 2008. Okay, so 11 years ago where he's. Come on, move up, move past it. It's either 2008 or 2007. <laughs> Let me look it up. It's got to be around that range. I think it, I think it's 2007. It's got to be it. It definitely was. I was like, if it was, if it was 2007, it squeezed in right before my birthday. It definitely wasn't 2008. It had to be 2007. Getting a lot of dates here. Let me see what one's the real one. No, 2006. You were right the first time. 2006. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I was 17 when I got one. I kept thinking I was 18. It was late 2006, though, right? Uh, uh, November 11th. So then then I got I got one when I was 17. That's what I was. So that's what I was thinking. That's why. That's what I was thinking, 2006, 2007, because uh, it was like my junior year of high school. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I bought one my senior year of high school, but I guess that makes sense. That tracks. Um, so let's move on to another article here. Nearly half of all VR headsets sold in 2019 were Oculus Quests. So that seems to be, I mean, it has a pretty good price point compared to, like, let's say a Valve Index. Um. But speaking of Valve Index, the Valve Index is sold out everywhere. So you can't buy one right now, even if you want one. I don't want one. (laughs) Um, Annual Steam release numbers used to climb every year, but in 2019, they held steady. So there was uh, 8,400 new releases on Steam this year. Fucking Christ. (laughs) Wow. A lot. That is a lot of... It's a lot of games. Um, Nintendo's president explains it's a reluctance to fund Smash Brothers tournament prizes. I don't know why, but whatever. Let's see. I mean, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's your community in a way that I'm like, they're the people who are going to support your game the longest. So, so he says esports in which players compete on stage for prize money. As an audience watches, demonstrates one of the wonderful charms of video games. It's not that we're opposed to it, so that our games can be widely enjoyed by anyone, regardless of experience, gender, or age. We want to be able to participate in a wide range of different events. Our strength, what differentiates us from other companies, is a different is this different worldview, not an amount of prize money. Uh, that, sure. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, I, the the tournaments are basically just free advertising in a way, or yeah. like even if they kicked in money for prize pools, it's like a small p- price to pay out of like a marketing budget. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at what Epic is doing, how much money they're putting into stuff, hundred million dollars a year essentially. I mean, I also would just prefer if like because uh, like Bandai Namco or even Capcom like announces uh, new characters at like big name tournaments. So I'm like. Eh, that's what Smash would do as well. It'd just be a boon to be like, here's this new character, like I announced at this big fighting game thing. <laughs> so this one is actually sports news, but it's video game adjacent. So there's an, a, a drama in the NBA over uh, a free agency dilemma. And this, so this NBA player, oh my God, I, I can't pronounce these names. <laughs> Why does everybody have to have crazy ass names I can't pronounce anymore? Giannis Anti Tokuonopu. Anti Tokuon. You did great. Um, so he's set to. You, you don't sound like a kid learning how to read. God. Sound it out. I'm just going <laughs> to no. get like a robot to read names. I don't. 
so anyway, this guy is set to hit free agency in 2021. And uh, evidently, uh, former, let's see, former MVP Steve Curry, there was like a chat between him and Steve Curry where they were captured on film where he said, let's do this, come on. And people are interpreting that as him trying to coerce him to sign with a certain person, which is against the regulations of the NBA. And so now he came out and said, no, I was trying to get him to play PUBG with me. <laughs> so, so that's the that's the whole video game connection so basically this whole drama where they're trying to get this guy signed they want this guy signed to their team but they can't he's not hit he hasn't hit free agency yet so it's not allowed for them to try to coerce him to join a specific team and i think even if he is in free agency, i don't know how it all works because i'm not a sports person but i just thought it was funny that they initially they came out like oh no i was I was just trying to get him to join PUBG and play PUBG with me. <laughs> oh, man. Who knows if that's true or not, but I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And before I forget, there was a uh, another Fire Emblem announcement that I'm sure you didn't see because it was overshadowed by the Smash stuff. But they did announce the like final piece of the Expansion Pass 4 Fire Emblem Three Houses, which added another uh, a new fourth secret house. Um, oh really? Called uh, th- the story DLC is called Cindered uh, Cindered Shadows, and the team like the house is called the Ashen Wolves. Okay, but yeah, it's there. There is still, I guess, like they're gonna make Yuritsa a playable character, but I guess that's not part of the DLC. That is just a update coming eventually. So this is technically the last part of the season pass. Okay. Uh, but in any case, that that was also announced by Nintendo. It just like once again, they they announced like a lot of bullshit with the Smash stuff because once again, more stuff we didn't talk about in the Smash stuff was that they did add a bunch of Wii co- uh, me costumes, including like an Altair one and Cuphead being the largest one of that. That Cuphead costume. There's yeah. a there's a Mega Man X costume and a Mega Man Battle Network costume as well, but uh, the Cuphead was the biggest one because that's kind of. Kind of like Sans Undertale uh, coming in there as just a me costume. Yeah. Which also the Cuphead one comes with music as well. Nice. Um, Nintendo's old headquarters will be turned into a hotel. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you see this? Uh, Modder creates a custom GameCube controller for the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually watched the whole video on that. Uh, there was one disappointing part of the video because he did go in depth on like how he made it. Made it. Yeah. But when he he went into like the painting details on the actual controllers, which he did, he did a great job. But then he made like a centerpiece that he can connect to uh, that to make it like just a standard GameCube controller. That's like yeah. a wireless controller. And the paint job on like his centerpiece was like done like shit. Yeah, it didn't look it didn't. But but the individual like controllers that snap on was great. And yeah, I mean, I really thought by now Nintendo would have just like pumped out their own rendition of this. Yeah, because once again, Smash is like. Most people play Smash with the GameCube controller. I eventually, I made the uh, effort to move on from the GameCube controller in Smash because I was like, well, if I want to play with a wireless controller and like the conveniences that come with a wireless controller, I might as well like learn how to use the pro controller because that also gives me the boon of being able to play in handheld mode because it's the same button layout. Yeah, it's true. 
So yeah. I, I upgraded myself as, <laughs> upgraded as much yourself. as I, I still like firmly believe the GameCube controller is superior when it comes to Smash because like yeah. Smash feels just solely designed for the GameCube controller. Yeah. But I've moved on like because I, I just it's holding me back. I hate busting out all this shit just to just use connect a goddamn controller. GameCube controller. Yeah. And I mean, that's where it's I, not like you, you don't want to use one of the third party ones. Yeah. And I mean, I appreciate this guy like putting all the effort in to make his like mod, but it's like unless you're like once again super into the modding community or like that dedicated to the that's, gamecube yeah, design it's, it's a lot intense, of work to yeah. dump in that's an intense thing i i actually was like tweeting at him when when he posted this because it, it was like i mean really he went cool. in a whole network of like other youtubers that like he went to a youtuber that like specializes in painting a yeah. youtuber that like specializes in like control feel and like yeah like so on and so forth but and he mostly like specializes in uh like circuitry and that kind of shit yeah uh, like wiring so smart move but i was like this seems like a very expensive thing to like oh make. totally but it looks real sleek hooked up to the switch <laughs> it does look really good like i said i i just don't know why but then i saw like the me a meme nintendo Some, could just make a lot of money yeah right? like just being just like buy like joy cons are already like ridiculously overpriced they're like 80 bucks yeah. for like two buy our so, so yeah just be like GameCube here's a fucking like 90 dollar gamecube fucking yeah Ugh. i saw someone they 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 someone photoshopped the nintendo 64 controller yeah it was disgusting <laughs> it was so like the left or the right hand side was just one third of the controller and the other side was the other two thirds of the controller no, you have to have a bottom rail That's that what you I was, just yeah. made that snaps the little... I tweeted that image and someone said, it's not symmetrical. And I was going to like actually go back in and edit it myself to make it symmetrical with the bottom part. Like attached on the <laughs> just, bottom so of you the can switch. Hold, you can hold it like a... Oh, God. <laughs> It'd be disgusting. Oh, man. Uh, Batman actor Burt Ward claims ABC gave him pills to shrink his super... Super this is not penis. game related. I know, but it's so funny. And he said he only took them for like three days yeah. and then stopped taking them. And it, basically, the whole thing was like that he, he he has a tremendous tremendously sized junk, and it sure. looked awkward in his his Batman suit. So in the, the pictures of it, you can't even tell. Yeah, and so it, it gave him like, I don't, these pills. And I don't did, fucking see. He took them for three days. Is the whole story is just hilarious to me because a lot of the stories I, I don't had, like pictures and I like zoomed in on it and I was like I, I yeah. don't see what bulges they're talking about and I don't I don't well I mean maybe it was just because of for the time there was just it is such a microscopic bulge you're like oh my god it's a huge bulge well and I don't see why they didn't uh which I guess I didn't know these existed until more recently but I saw a cosplayer who was cosplaying a character and there was a very noticeable bulge yeah. Very, very noticeable bulge. But people were like, oh, why didn't he wear like the, the I forget what the name of them were, but they're basically like dancing underwear. And it basically like really holds down your junk. Yeah. So they're like, you need to wear those, which I guess like once again, that stuff's more popular amongst the cosplay community because they're like, nobody wants to see your dick just dangling around. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people do want to see your dick dangling. <laughs> I don't I just, know. I think it's really funny because I, I, I believe that like, he was the he said this in an interview almost unprovoked. I think that's what's so bizarre about it. He like he just came he came out swinging with this information. I don't think anybody asked for it. Oh, he came out swinging. He that's the words swinging. you're gonna use. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just, I mean, I do, I do think that does outline a problem within uh, 
movie production where they get their weird connections to get you like a doctor feel good, so to speak, or just like a yeah. doctor to prescribe you shit that you really don't need or yeah. put you on like testosterone dosage or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, here's some uplifting news. A gamer in Texas helped save her UK teammate after hearing him have a seizure online. Yeah. Just, uh, the power of the internet. I don't really have much to say other than that's wholesome, I guess. Yeah, like wholesome news. Um, uh, here's some anti wholesome news. Overwatch League commentators are jumping ship because evidently they're not getting paid shit. So cool. Yeah. So a bunch of I don't know. I just didn't. A bunch of them are leaving Overwatch League because they want they want to get paid for their work. See, unfortunately, I have more to say about Overwatch stuff, but I have to do that in the other segment. <laughs> yeah. Um. GDQ or Games Done Quick suspends speedrunner with feminazism in Twitter profile. This uh, games done quick has cut like has always had a lot of issues with sexism and everything. I, yeah, I don't know the deal with that, uh, but I don't know. I I feel bad that it's like plagued with sexism and all that shit. I think video games as a whole is kind of yeah, plagued but by- it, it just like it sucks to think of like these event type things as you would think they would be more of a safe place. Or have better safeguards against uh, hate, yeah. hate in, in in some capacity. Like everybody, not. yeah, I'm like everybody should be able to go to these public events and like have a good time. Uh, but I don't know, it, it just they're. I mean, even like fighting game circuits have like severe issues with like rampant uh, like sexual assault and all that. So it fucking happens. Yeah. Like I, I, once again, I'm not defending it in any way, but I'm just saying like. It, there is a serious issue amongst like a lot of gaming events. And uh, as much as I, I guess more or less what I'm trying to get at is like, I kind of hate that there has to be these, there there's these events that then people don't feel safe at. And then you'll see like girl gamers invent events where they can like go and like feel safe within their girl gaming community. And I'm like, I wish like that didn't have to exist. Yeah. So in, in ways I'm like, I find myself almost like arguing both against it and for it simultaneously because it's yeah. just like, it shouldn't have to exist because like all things, I think that creates its own issue of like them segregating themselves and then looked like, I, I think of the way people talk about like the WNBA in very derogatory terms. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's creating that kind of atmosphere where it's like, I, I see games as kind of the great equalizer where it's like everybody is on an equal playing field. There is no like discernible advantage for any gender in a video game. But but once again, if you're having like all these severe issues with rampant sexism or rampant like sexual assaults or anything, which I mean, once again, it's, it's not entirely against uh, women in a lot of cases. I mean, there were several sexual assaults that happened with uh men against other men yeah. <laughs> is problematic as fuck too. So I don't know. I, 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 and I don't really have a solution like other than just people should just not be fucking shitty. Yeah. Like, I cause I know like these events like don't have a whole hell of a lot of money to hire like security or better ways of getting around this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely a problem in the community and I think it, it really, it's really down to the community to really just push out the toxic people. Um, but I mean, well, in some places have gotten real hard on bands. Like, 
just perma banning people from events like yeah if there's even like one issue yeah so and, and i mean unfortunately i think that's your only solution but it does suck if like you you're sometimes faced with hard choices of like oh this like this person pulls in a lot of fucking people like i, I mean a good example would be somebody like uh uh what what's his fucking name Dr. Disrespect yeah. is a good example of that where it's like, uh, this fucking like person pulls in like a lot of people and we can't like, just like if we outright ban them or something, it's going to create more of a stink around this thing than yeah. we need. Uh, I mean, for, for me personally, for me personally, I'd just be like, no, you need to take a hard stance on that and just like, just perma ban like people for doing shit. Yeah. But that's just my take. Like obviously, these people are running companies, so I get that. Obviously, like well, they're Twitch makes a lot of decisions that don't make sense. Yeah, too, so. but I mean, like it, it's similar with YouTube, but it's like I get that they have like, like a bottom line that they're always looking at. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't make their choices any less shitty. Yeah, at the end of the day, just I mean, moral of that story is just companies suck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, here's some weird news. Um, McDonald's Japan introduces the adult cream pie. Seriously. You fucking serious? It's, yep. It's a real product called the adult cream pie. Huh. Yep. Huh. <laughs> yep. It's like, it's just a cream pie. It's an adult cream pie. So you can. Uh, I, I like would want to make fun of it, but it like, it's, it writes its own joke. Like, so, uh, fuck. Go to McDonald's in Japan, buy an adult cream pie, walk down to the, uh, 7-Eleven and get a, get yourself a nice cold, uh, Pocari sweat. You want to get McCream pied up in here. Yeah, McCream pied with a Pocari sweat. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. This next article, I had to add this just because it made me laugh because the, the title of this article is Don't Buy a New TV. It's from Kotaku, who regularly posts articles that are just advertisements with affiliate links to buy a new TV. <laughs> and then they have a title, an article here saying don't buy a new TV. It seems like there's a conflict of interests here. I know some of that has to do with the uh, larger firm that purchased them, at least in terms of the advertising stuff and not necessarily. So, yeah, there is a conflict of interest, I guess. <laughs> I didn't even read the article. They need to write about sports. <laughs> no, that's that, that's a joke. Uh, um, Apex Legends gets a new slew of temporary modes. So if you're playing Apex Legends, go check that out. New stuff. Uh, Japan has a new Evangelion themed train. I think that was to replace the old one that they uh, got rid of. Oh, they already had one. Okay. They had one that they decommissioned. So well, I think this one. is the new one that, to stand in its place. Uh, Nazi moron arrested over multiple swatting calls. Good. Don't swap people. Fuck's sake. And apparently he's a Nazi moron. 19-year-old John Willoughby Kirby Kelly allegedly was a part of a group responsible for a random a range of dangerous swatting incidents. And Kelly also was also and I typed this with my most surprised face, part of a number of openly racist steam groups. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> you're gonna like this one. Speedrunners shatter Ocarina of Time World Record by warping into the credits. It's weird. <laughs> it's always fucking weird when they do that. <laughs> it's just warped right into the credits. I don't know if you have this article, but did you see that people are now speedrunning Ring Fit? No, I didn't see that. They're pushing their bodies to the limit. <laughs> Push it to the limit. I mean, fuck. I haven't even beat Ring Fit. <laughs> oh, uh, the newest Humble Bundle is uh, 
helping to support the bushfires in Australia. So go buy it. I'll put a link in the episode for that and on Twitter. Um, the PlayStation 5 controller could be called the DualShock 5. Oh, you think, do you? Or you it think? could be called the Nanorang. The Nanorang. Um, and could if, it's also, the, uh, if it's the old PS3 controller concept. <laughs> it could also be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4. Which means to me, like if it if it is, then it has. Does that the, also mean forwards compatibility for PS4 controllers to PS5? Well, they've already confirmed that PlayStation 4 controllers will be forward compatible, didn't they? I don't think so. I thought they did. I know Xbox did. But I know Xboxes are, but I I'm, don't know if Sony did. I'm pretty sure they did. We know less information about the Sony stuff. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it could be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4, which to me says that it would have the touchpad. They. As far as I know, they've patented technology for an improved touchpad. Hmm. Just underused. Because I, I think what they were... There were several patents, but I think the they had one that made it more of a screen. Yeah. Like a, a touch screen on your controller, which I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about I've kind of come around a bit to the like big map battery button, drain. but I, I know they took out the front light. I like the front light. I mean, it's I it's also a big battery drain. That's true. Just having this light on for no real reason. I mean, like the the light would take up less energy than a screen. We'll see. It's just an LED. It's gonna be an OLED. <laughs> I mean, there's still there's no way an OLED screen is gonna take up less power than a single LED. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's an e-ink screen. Of better, they're gonna have a better battery. <laughs> they better. <laughs> they better fucking have. It's gonna have eight hours of battery life gonna, instead of the four. <laughs> You know, one thing I, I never, I don't think I got around to talking about this, but I can't, I keep forgetting, but like the, the new, the, the series, the elite controller series two doesn't have a removable battery. Yeah, you did. We did talk about that. We did talk about we that. Did, we did a whole thing on that. I couldn't remember. Cause I like my, that whole, that just makes me think like basically confirms in my head that the controllers for the series X won't like, have removable batteries. It's like two or three podcasts ago. We, we did like a whole spiel on that. Okay. I couldn't remember if I actually talked about it. Yeah. We I talked because it's been a long batteries. time. It's been a long time since we've done a real episode. I mean, aside from the last week's episode, but. Well, we've also had a lot of weird episodes in there. So. Yeah. Um, holiday season fucks you up. <laughs> it really does. Like getting back into the swing of things. I'm like, oh, God. I just feel so foreign all of a sudden. Take a couple weeks off just for the holidays and put out different episodes. Um, Wow, I'm actually at the end. This is the last. Is that article. all the fucking news? Finally, the last because well, we need to record the rest of the cast. <laughs> I have one one last article. Google Stadia has more than ten exclusive games planned for the next six months. So if you're still on that, I guess check. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Justin, sure. buy those games. I don't wanna sock it to you. <laughs> Give them to me for free, Google. Nope, you need to buy them. It's sixty bucks a pop. <laughs> All right, well, we got to end this show because it's late. So, gonna put a bullet in that one. Put a bullet in this cast and then listen to the next cast that we record immediately after this cast, but it's released later in the week. Yeah. So, uh, see you all next time or for me in like five seconds. <laughs> but first, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Late Gaming Arena. Go to lga.gg for our website. Join our Discord chat.lga.gg rate us on itunes and podchaser 
so that we can grow the show, share it with your friends. And if you're itching for more bullshit content, uh, go subscribe to the separate feed of Lit Gaming Arena GG, which yeah. is its own podcast, which just has, uh, we have some reviews on there, but the most recent thing was a Star Wars discussion over the latest Star Wars movie. Yes. Uh, I think it was very entertaining. It's so, some of the best recorded content we've done. Yet. I made some really terrible jokes in there, so go go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, go listen to it. We'll see you next time. podcast where we talk about all video game news and everything else that's not new <laughs> i'm doing that over